At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Welcome back to a numbers game here on VSEN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson is here as well. Big second hour coming your way. Our guy Brady Cannon coming up in a few minutes. But first, got to get to our guy Jason Weingarten. The Wide World of Weingarten podcast, of course, you can find it in the VEASAN family of podcasts. Jason, always a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Jeff. How's it going? It's going It's going pretty well. I think it's going better for both of us than it is for the Angels right now. I think that's a, a, a safe thing uh, to say this morning. And Jason, you, uh, you, you, you talked about the firing Joe Madden a lot on your podcast yesterday. Yeah, you know, uh, I guess it had to happen. You know, you don't win a game in two weeks and you're squandering a, a playoff season. Something had to change. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's more going on behind the scenes. Typically when there's a coaching change or a managerial change like this, um, typically there's details that don't necessarily get leaked out, but I'm sure, you know, the locker room had been lost in some regard or, you know, something like that. Is there now that there again the, the losing streak is now at thirteen, Jason, and and they've fallen from being right in the thick of the AL West race. They're tied with the Texas Rangers right now for second place in the AL West. Uh, is there any opportunity to get in now on a, on a, to make the playoff uh, uh, prop or a uh, or or a uh, season win total over now because of this, or is this just a, now a total stay away? where a season has just imploded completely, do you think? It would it would probably be close to the time to start looking at stuff like that. You know, um, this is probably the bottom. Most, most teams aren't this bad this long, you know, especially with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and, you know, the other pieces they have. But you also, I mean, the the – fact of the matter is is if they don't start winning games the you know where they are right now this could be a team that sells pieces at the trade deadline there's there's no guarantee that they become competitive over the next month or two no and that's a that's a good point jason because a lot of the thought would be with the extra playoff spot this year that you'd see a lot more teams staying in it but knowing especially where the angels have a few assets that have contracts expiring, especially the biggest one on the book right now would be Noah Syndergaard, who, let's face it, has pitched well enough this year where he could probably warrant something back that would be pretty good for them long term. 
Yeah, and I mean, if you just think about it, just in terms of you know win, wins and losses, how many wins are you going to need to be a wild card team this year? Thinking slightly over 80, 82, 85 maybe. You just lost 12 games. That's about 15% of your potential losses for the entire season over two weeks. There's, There are possibilities that they come back from it, but the margin for error for the Angels is practically zero at this point no it's a it's a very good point jason when, when you think about it that way because yeah you look at the al you, you have two you have two wild card slots and and i know it's only june 8th it's going to take a lot for tampa and toronto probably to fall out at one point or another for those top two the red Sox are playing great right now they've won six in a row they're only two games over 500 you would expect the white Sox to play better at some point. The Twins are a few games over already. They're already the Angels are already two and a half games behind the Red Sox for that final wild card. So you're 100% right there. And and uh, I I would say this too, at least think, thinking on the NL side as well, because the Phillies did this a week ago where they fired Girardi on Friday. They've won five in a row since. But at some point, you're going to have to f- see a number that you're going to have to get to, and maybe for the Phillies, who are still three games under despite a five-game winning streak, maybe that's another scenario where maybe the, the firing was a little too late to create the spark there. Yeah, I mean, you always want to do these things as early as you can to, to salvage the season, but um, sometimes you just have to look at who you're competing against and be realistic whether or not you think you can actually catch them. And the Phillies, I don't think they're going to catch the Mets. I think a wild card is uh, reasonable, but I don't, I don't, I don't know at this point. Right now, the Phillies three and a half behind the Giants for wild card number three in the National League. Padres and Cardinals currently hold the top two slots. Padres four games clear of Atlanta, who is currently team number seven in the National League. Jason, uh, just of course, uh, you, you've told us plenty of times the. Uh, the amount of the, the amount you have on Otani and and all the liability you have there. Aaron Judge has hopped them in most markets. Is there any concern on your end or, or are you still feeling pretty good right now? Well, you know, obviously I try to spin things the you know my way on my futures when I can, but you know, reality is reality and Otani hasn't done anything in the last two weeks. The uh uh, the, 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 the losing streak is concerning, but what really, I mean, I'm surprised Mike Trout's, Mike Trout's odds haven't dropped more mm-hmm. and to spin it back at you, you know, obviously Aaron judge 22 home runs. I can't argue with that at all. The, you know, if the season ended today, Aaron judge is going to win the MVP, you know, can't, can't argue that. But if we're solely going off, you know, offensive power statistics as why Aaron judge is three to one right now. Uh, what about Jordan Alvarez? I saw he, he drifted out all the way to 60 to one at the Westgate. He's the only guy within five home runs of Aaron judge. If, if Jordan Alvarez somehow jumps Aaron judge in the home run standings and leads the league in home runs, can I interest you in a Jordan Alvarez MVP future? I, 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 Jason, I don't hate that. I don't hate that because especially we're, we've talked about narratives with this. Jordan, Jordan could end up being the best player on the best team in the American League if the Astros hop the Yankees at some point, which is not impossible as well. 
and like you said, again, Judge has a nice lead in the in the in the home run crown for all of baseball. Alvarez is one of the guys who can absolutely catch him, especially again, we know Judge's injury history. Uh, that could be something that you have to at least keep in the back of your mind as well. Uh, Jason, I, I just want to ask you about this because well, during my trip uh, in, in the newer jurisdictions and having more more potential outs throughout this, I, the, I was looking at Cy Young odds. And in both leagues here, this just feels like both of these races are really convoluted at this point, really complex where – Verlander's the favorite in the AL side. Burns is the favorite in the NL side. But it really does feel like there's any assortment of five to seven guys in each league that could still realistically make a push here. Absolutely. And I think of all the awards, the the three main ones, you know, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, I think think Cy Young is the easiest one to bet on because – you're just looking at the pitching stats, you know, aggregating pitching stats. And it's, it's the simplest to kind of, you know, read through all the noise. And it's just one of those things that where we're at right now, where guys are just passing, you know, 60 innings or 50, 60 innings, whatever. Um, there's not enough, you know, there's not enough innings between these guys to differentiate from, you know, the top, the top tier, um, I think in the AL, Verlander poses a a big threat to a bunch of the other guys because of his name recognition. But in the NL, you have a whole bunch of, you know, guys who are totally totally right up there with uh, with Corbin Burns, who might not be as uh, as notable. Yeah, no, it, 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 it Jason, it, it, yesterday uh, on the show. Uh, we I asked Mark Borchard the same thing on the NL side. The name that popped up for him was Aaron Nola at thirty to one on the NL side. Well, you got to listen to Mark because he he had uh, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Ray, Ray last year at one hundred to one, and I remember him telling telling me that. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, go for it. I had no opinion on it, and then I thought back to it. I was like, damn, one hundred to one, like that's a good bet. I didn't even think about it. Um, so if he's saying thirty, definitely gonna have to. Look at that a little bit more myself. Uh, Wheeler, though, it's, I don't like situations where you have two teammates where mm-hmm. one of them is elite and the other one's trying to beat, you know, a, a guy who's elite. I think if you look at Zach Wheeler's numbers you know, on a 30-day basis or a month basis, um, he's he's in the conversation as well. So that's the only reason I wouldn't look at Nola. But if Mark's saying it, then gotta gotta think about it because he. He hit the Robbie Ray future last year. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, we have about 90 seconds. Uh, what do you have in golf this week? Uh, I picked off a couple early numbers in the the Saudi event. I got Scott Vincent at 75 to one, uh, Harding at 40 to one. I think those are like half or a third of those prices now, two thirds. Um, in Vincent's case, I got uh, Harold Varner 40 to one in Canada, Jerry Kelly 12 to one on the senior tour. I think he won this event last year and I'm trying to think the Scandinavian mixed event. I got Thurston Lawrence at 40 to one and Nicholas Nogard Moeller at 65 to one. All right. So the, we covered, we covered three uh, tours there. The new live tour was the first one. Then the art, then the uh, Canadian open on the PGA. And then of course uh, the European tour, what is that? Four, the, four the, tours, senior tour. Four, tour oh, I can't forget the senior tour too. So we covered that one. As well, Jason, it's not as exciting when it's not the Colaguard Classic on the senior tour, though. 
Very, very much. It's uh, it, it, the American American principal charity classic doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> doesn't do, doesn't doesn't hit the same on that. Uh, Jason Weingarten, everyone, of course, on the on the tweets at Spreadopedia. You can find his great work uh, right here on Vsin uh, every once in a while. Vsin.com for a column, and of course, uh, the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. Uh, you can find that wherever you get your podcast. Jason, uh, we'll see we'll see you again Friday. Uh, uh, on the show. Thanks for being with us today. No problem. See you Friday. Good job uh, holding down the fort for Gil. And thank you very much, Jason. Always, uh, always uh, nice to hear the kind words there for sure. Uh, coming back up, we will we'll go to a little golf chatter ourselves. We'll have Brady Cannon a little bit later as well. And also, got to mention some hockey. They're not at the two in the Eastern Conference Finals, while the Avalanche are just waiting around. That's next, the numbers game here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Game, and of course, the VSIN Summer Special is live. For just $39, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now through the end of July. The next months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN, And subscribers will have access to all of it, including daily best bets in Major League Baseball from Adam Burke, JVT with his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action in the NHL all the way through the raising of the Cup. We'll have all the preseason coverage you'll need for the NFL, not to mention... Continued best bets, premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. And if you want the full VEASAN experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, our betting tools, live video streams so you can watch us anytime you want, the cost is just $39 American to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash summer. It is a numbers game here on VEASAN. I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson is here. And now with us for his Wednesday visit every week to the studio, 
It is our guy, Brady Cannon, of course, Long Shots, the greatest golf betting show that's ever lived. <laughs> and uh, also, Brady, you see Brady on Saturday with our guy, James Salinas, yes. on Bet Center as well at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Yep, love that show, love working with James, and uh, football's closer uh, than we think, less than 100 days until they get started, right? So Isn't that, isn't that just, it, it? this year more than anything kind of feels, and I know the pandemic year was so different and everything, but seeing that it's already June 8th, like mm-hmm. we're already a week plus into June, feels a lot quicker than usual. I don't know if it was because we actually had the full calendar again, Brady, or that baseball started late, but it's nice to see. It's nice to see that we're under 100 days. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, pretty obviously we're a month away from July. I mean, I mean, we're basically probably six weeks away from football conversation getting hot and heavy, right? Mid-August when, when we're, you know, on the verge of preseason games. So, we, yeah, we're not that far away at all. No, there's, there's nothing wrong with it, Brady. There's nothing wrong with it. And then it'll start, and then before you know it, we'll be at Super Bowl weekend already. That's so. right. And then we go back into golf season. And we go right back That's into golf I season. That's how so, NFL and the PGA Tour. Absolutely. So, Brady, let, let, let's go to what what is probably the biggest story, you know, let's face it, in all sports right now, and that is the Live Golf Tour, which, uh, again, backed by, by, the, by the Saudis. Greg Dorman, of course, in charge of it. It we, we There was the little point after Phil Mickelson's remarks – Adam Shipna got public that everyone seemingly backed off and is like, all right, is this really going to happen? But here we are. It's happening starting overnight in London for here in the States. And big names pulling out of the PGA Tour. Now this morning, we have two more big names, Bryson DeChambeau commits and Patrick Reed commits to the Live Golf Tour. Yeah, and uh, they will play apparently. Uh, it's not next week, but uh, the week the- after. Is it two weeks away? I think so. Okay, I so a couple, three weeks away, whatever it is, uh, they will go to Pumpkin Ridge in Oregon. Uh, and we've seen that course. In fact, talking with Ben Wilson uh, yesterday, that's been the host of uh, some LPGA majors, some amateur uh, major events. So we have seen Pumpkin Ridge in the past, not on the PGA Tour. Um, but this course here oh, over in London where they will get started on Friday, a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, I have never seen it before. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Jeff Feinberg was our guest on Long Shots this week, and I, I think the way he feels about it is similar to probably the way a lot of people feel about it. I'm not, I'm not really engaged in betting on it on the live tour. I'm not running to the window to do that. I'm not running to uh, my computer to try and live stream this and watch it. But outside of that, I, I think we're all fascinated with the impact it's having, what's going on. Um, you know, obviously the money that's backing this is is ugly. Phil Mickelson looked awful ugly in his <laughs> yeah, return I'd to the public so. eye. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. Woo. That, I don't know how, how well that beard's working for him. No, he, uh, he, he aged uh, he aged like in a four-year presidency, basically. Yeah, it, it, it was funny on Twitter, you know, name what job this man does, <laughs> wrong, wrong answers only, and there were some really good ones on there. Uh, and then, like, the speak from all these guys, you know, that are being interviewed, Martin Keimer, Graham McDowell, you name it, on why they're doing this. 
And it feels like such a falsehood. It feels like they've been trained. I mean, some of these guys, and you're familiar, I assume, Jeff, with a shotgun start. You of know course. what a shotgun start is? And for those that are not, typically everybody tees off in succession off the number one tee. A shotgun is when you spread everybody out around the golf course on different holes and everybody starts at once. Um, there's going to be a shotgun start. Uh, for this Live Golf Tour event in London. And some of the players are saying, yeah, that we're really excited about that. Really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because there's not the bias of the draw. And I mean, come on. You know, it's just like they're, again, being trained to give these answers why they're doing this. And I'm just waiting for DJ. I've really come to love DJ in the last half dozen years or so. I just love his attitude. He seems to wear that I don't give a crap yeah. on his sleeve. <laughs> and, and and there's part there's part of like a a, a lovable um you know, anti-intellectual element to him too. And I, and I don't know how smart or not smart the guy is. I don't really care. I just love his approach where it seems like, you know, Hey, you know, go, go find the ball and hit it and knock it on the green and win golf tournaments. He just kind of has that, that demeanor to him. And I'm just waiting for him to come out and say, well, I did it for the money. Why don't, why, why else did you think I did it? You know? And so he, he would seem to be the guy that would be brutally honest and just come out and say it. But there, there's so many weird, uh, tangents that, that this league has caused. Uh, and I think that's, what's most fascinating about it. Am I going to bet on it? No. Am I going to watch it? Probably not. Um, it, it's just everything that's going on. The, the stir that it's causing, I think that is most interesting to me. If you are interested in betting this, there are a few things like Brady said, the shot Shotgun start. There's no cut. It's only 48 players. Only 54 holes. That's what. That's by far the biggest thing. That's different for everyone here. You're only dealing with three rounds, not not four. So mm -hmm. uh, if you're there's also this, a team element to the deal, right? Uh, but certainly they're awarding, you know, the first place winner who wins, but then there's also teams of four where you get points and money and all that type of thing. So it is pretty quirky. I haven't seen any like team odds. Yet, and I'm sure they'll populate through the through the next day. I have some, plenty of books across the country, including a few in town here, already have the just the classic to win markets. Yes, available. So, but uh, Brady, it just for me, this long term speaking here, it just the money is always going to be there, knowing who's backing this. Mm -hmm. So it, it's just a matter of what happens to what happens in the majors more than anything. What happens with the Masters? What happens with the Open Championship? We already know that these players are playing next week in Brookline. We know they're playing in the U.S. Open. And also, too, Brady, I'm just curious, too, just from, like, a point system thing where this tour hasn't been included in the worldwide point system yet. Yeah. What happens if... if right. If the How's it going to figure into the official World Golf rankings? Correct. Or if it will... Um, you know, the FedEx Cup are Dustin Johnson and, you know, um, Taylor Gooch. Are, are these guys going to be able to compete in the FedEx Cup points race? I, I would say probably not. Uh, the majors, the USGA came out and said, yes, you know, our criteria is not changing for qualifying for this major this year. It, it could in the future. Um, is the Masters ever going to break tradition and not allow DJ and Sergio Garcia, you know, former Masters champions to play in their championship? I probably doubt it um, because 
the Masters, the British Open, all the majors, all four majors are not governed by the PGA Tour. The PGA Championship is the PGA of America. The British Open is the RNA. The USGA runs the US Open, and the Masters runs the Masters. The, the PGA's major, if you will, is the Players' Championship. Uh, so maybe those guys will miss out on that. But technically, they would not be banned from the four majors. Now, I guess those governing bodies could choose to do that. Um, but on the surface, as it stands now, these guys are basically sacrificing any PGA Tour related event and saying we're going to play on the live tour and we're going to play in the majors. No, I, and again, I, I right now Brady just for guys who aren't like post or previous champions, like obviously, like you said, Sergio at, at Augusta, DJ at Augusta, they're they're, they're going to be able to play. Forever, if they wanted to. Well, as, those, it, as it stands now. Right, as it stands now. But the 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 world golf rankings for a guy like, let's say, let's, let's take Taylor Gooch for a second, a guy mm -hmm. who's never won a major, but a guy who's clearly right now one of the 40 best players in the world. Mm -hmm. For a guy, let's say this, this live tour doesn't, get recognized for those, for the rankings. Right. Then he'll drop then, out of the top 50. He'll drop out of the top 50. And he'll 50. miss a lot of majors. Right. So that's the other thing too. Like a guy like, uh, again, of all the names that have appeared in this, Brady, Taylor Gooch's name was the one that surprised me the most. I, I think that's true for most people. DJ was a surprise because he had come out initially and in saying he's loyal to the PGA Tour, and then, then he changed his mind. Um, but I would agree with you, and, and we were talking about this uh, before I came on air, uh, Ricky Fowler, who mm -hmm. uh, is believed to be committed to the Live Tour, uh, Kevin Na, Chase Kepka, you know, some of these guys, uh, Lee Westwood, Graham McDowell, some of these guys that are on the back end of their career or guys that really just can't kind of haven't made it yet. Those guys are not surprising. No, not, not, not at all. The guys who are in the three hundreds in the rankings, no shock. The guys like Poulter, Westwood, the guys who aren't winning majors anymore, guys who aren't winning consistently on the tour. It makes sense. We have more t golf talk coming your way next. Brady Cannon staying on the desk here on the numbers game. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. You can check it out. For not just today's action, but for all future events as well. Betting splits, another way to VSIN is trying to make you a better, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game right now. VSIN.com is where you can find it. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Ben Wilson is here. I'm Jeff Parles. Brady Cannon is here as well. They're doing the toughest NBA players in NBA history on, uh, <laughs> on, uh, on first take this morning. We will not have that list, Brady. Can you bet on that? Who's I, the toughest NBA player of all time? I don't think so. Yeah, not, I don't think they're hanging that one. Don't, 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 don't think they're hanging that one up. Actually, well, before we get to this week's event north of the border in the PGA, of course, you have the you have the dub shirt on this morning. Yeah, my good luck charm. How you feeling? Uh, well, I, I, I said it uh, a few days ago that I believe we will return to San Francisco tied at two games apiece. I think they'll split in Boston as well, just like they split in San Francisco. Um, I think this series is probably going seven games. 
I, I think it's pretty interesting to see how evenly matched these teams are. Now, you could also make the argument out of the eight quarters of basketball played so far, I think the Warriors have dominated about five and a half. And is part of that because of home court advantage? Yeah, you know, so so if they're not on their home court, maybe it's an even split at four apiece. So I, I think there's a lot of ways you can kind of break this down. Uh, and in the end, it, it's pretty darn close between the two teams. So I, I think there's a real good chance that we go to seven. And, and that's great. That's great for us as betters, uh, you know, as as far as a network with, with coverage. Uh, you know, it goes... It's like the the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's kind of a bummer that the Avalanche and the and the Oilers are finished, uh, and, and we've got a great series going between New York and Tampa Bay. So, uh, I think we'll get a good one uh, on the hardwood as well. Yeah, I'm I'm not betting anything the rest of this basketball series preflop. Uh, maybe a player prop, but not a side or a total. It just these teams feel so even. Mm-hmm. Even though I do agree with it for the of the eighth quarters. Golden State has been better, and I would say almost six of them. It was really, right. yeah, almost really, six. I said five and a half, yeah, whatever. It, it you was know? really, and again, like the adjustments Boston made in the fourth quarter of Game One. Don't miss three pointers. That was, yeah, right. That's that's, <laughs> like, how, that's what they did. That's what it was. Uh, granted, there were a lot of clean looks, but you still got to step up and make them like like the uh, the Celtics did in that game. But uh, I, I nothing there. And then on the hockey, you mentioned it. We'll, we'll just touch on that real quick before we get to. Uh, the RBC Canadian Open. Rangers and Lightning are now tied at two. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time seeing the Lightning. Now that they've, even this series at two, they were down a goal in the third period of game three. It could have been over. I have a hard time seeing them not w- winning this series. And we get, we're getting Colorado and Tampa. I kind of hope they getting. do. N- nothing against the Rangers and the Rangers fans, but I believe that Colorado and Tampa Bay are the two best teams. And I think that would be a tremendous series to watch. It would be, I would be very interested to see how that's priced. Colorado, we Colorado know would be will favored. Have home ice, right? Colorado will be favored. We know that. They're yeah. All, uh, minus one. I was going to say 30, 35. I was thinking minus 50. 50? Yeah. I, I just think Tampa Bay plays better defense. I think they certainly have the better goalkeeper situation. So if it comes out minus 150 and yeah. I think it's 135, then maybe I'm a Tampa fan. I, I anticipate Colorado being a 135, minus 135 probably be the low of the market. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think minus 150, if it's if it's in that pocket, I want Tampa. That's what I want. Yeah. I, I'm fully prepared, assuming it is Tampa. If it's a Rangers, probably be minus, one, minus 180. Minus 180 would be my guess. Minus so, one eighty, if what? If it's the, if the Avs play the Rangers, oh, yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, maybe I, even I'll minus two hundred, even. Yep, uh, they'll be a significant favorite there. But let's uh, let's go north of the border, Brady. Uh, they're they're back in Canada again. Yeah, it's good to be back uh, for the Canadian Open. It's been two years. Of course, it was removed from the PGA Tour schedule because of COVID. And the last time we were here, we were at the Hamilton Golf and Country Club, and Rory McIlroy won in 2019. But, you know, that's this country's national championship, really. It's a very special event. I think it's the third oldest event on the PGA Tour behind maybe Colonial. And I I don't know if the Masters is counting into that. But the point is, it's been here for a long time. It's been a historic tournament for a long time. You know, it's been, I believe, the last Canadian to win this event was like in the 50s. And we talked about that again on our Long Shots podcast. Um, 
it, it, it seems like there's so much pressure for Canadians to win this event because it is kind of their national open uh, that they succumb to the pressure and they kind of whittle down the stretch and they're just not able to get it home. So I did not bet on any Canadians this week. And, and our guest, Jeff Feinberg, and, and my colleague, of course, Wes Reynolds, uh, we felt very similarly about that. Um, it, you know, I think Jeff did bet on one Canadian, a real long shot, Nick Taylor. Um, but other than that, we, you know, our, our main focus of plays uh, did not have any Canadians on the list. What, where are we looking this week? Well, I went uh, I went with my short shot uh, is Matthew Fitzpatrick. And it's kind of weird if you look at the board this week. It's very top-heavy. There's some really good players, say the top 10 to 20 players on the board uh, at pretty short prices in the neighborhood of, say, 10 to 1 to 25 to 1. And then you really drop off and you get a number of players in the neighborhood of 100 to 1 or higher. There's not a lot of middle ground in this field this week. I did take a stab with one short shot, uh, that being Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus 1650. Um, this guy's had a lot of success on shorter courses with smaller greens, and that's exactly what we have this week. Um, there's going to be more of a premium on driving accuracy. I do believe there is some room, room on the fairways, uh, but if you miss the fairway, the rough is pretty penal as well this week. So uh, driving accuracy certainly is not going to hurt you this week, and Matthew Fitzpatrick is one of those guys that has that as well. Harold Varner the third at 34-1. to 1. I think he's recovered from his meltdown at Columbia. Colonial. Uh, and if you look at the 65 holes prior to his final seven holes, when he shot 10 over par and ended up finishing 27th, prior to that, he was in the lead. Uh, so I think he can get right back there on a course that ought to favor ball striking, which is certainly a strength of his. For the fourth week in a row, I'm going back to the well with Chris Kirk. And he hasn't really disappointed me. He was fifth in the PGA Championship, 15th at Colonial. Uh, he did fall off at the Memorial last week. But again, I think this is another uh, golf course where his skill, sh uh, skill set should flourish. He's won at Colonial before. He's won at Sea Island. He's had success on these uh, smaller uh, greens golf courses with narrower fairways, shorter tracks. This is barely over 7,100 yards here and yet another par 70 we've seen a lot of par 70s on the rotation lately I also went with Justin Rose at 70 to 1 mm. um, Justin Rose has won at Colonial Justin Rose has had very good success at the Wyndham Championship you know these are some of the correlated courses I used this week he's had top uh, three top 10s at the Valspar Championship and he just finished 15th at the PGA champion or top 15 rather at the PGA Championship so Rosie feels like a guy uh, that could could get hot this week. Uh, and then my longer shot, C.T. Pan, uh, 88 to 1. He was third at Colonial in 2019, second at the Wyndham in 2018. He's won at Harbortown before. Again, a guy that flourishes on these shorter courses. Very good on the par fours. You're going to have 10 par fours at this track this week, seven of which are in the 450 to 500 yard neighborhood. And C.T. Pan, very good on par fours of that distance. And then my longest bombs, Doug Gim, the Texas Longhorn at 125 to 1 and I even saw him at 180 to 1. Uh, I looked at that last night and I don't know if he's drifted or what but certainly a number that I missed there. Um, but this guy always seems to show up on this type of golf course as well. Uh, so Doug Gim at 125 to 1 and then Mark Hubbard at 140 to 1. Uh, very good on approach an excellent ball striker. He used to be a really hot guy to bet the past two or three years. You know one of those wise guys 
uh, one of those wise guy bets where, you know, it's Aaron Wise and Eric Van Royen and Matthew Neesmith and Doc Redman, all these great ball strikers that never got to the win circle, but they were always priced probably above where they should be. And Mark Hubbard is not necessarily in that category anymore, but I thought at 140 to one, a guy that really popped on a lot of stats this week, I took a shot with him. So, and then our derivative wise playing all these guys top 10, top 20. This I played week. them all top 20. I, I, I went much lighter on my betting card this week, kind of saving it for the U.S. Open a little bit next week. But also, we haven't seen this course in over a decade. And it's not like this course is repeated year after year for the Canadian Open, even way back when. Typically, it's Glen Abbey where they play. Mm-hmm. That course gets the most. The, the Canadian Open is a nomadic event. They play different courses in Canada, Glen Abbey being the most popular. But again, we, we don't see St. George's Golf and Country Club too often. So I dumbed down the amount of risk a little bit this week. I did do two head-to-head matchups. However. Go ahead. Uh, Harold Varner the third plus 110 over Terrell Hatton. And uh, let me see, what was he? Oh, Doug Gim minus 120 over John Huh. Huh? Huh? <laughs> there you go. Say what? Yeah, why, why not there? Uh, of course... Your full breakdown on long shots as well, you and Wes Reynolds, as always. Go check that out as well. But, Brady, hang around. All right, I will. We have U.S. Open to talk about because we're a little over a week away from getting going at the Country Club at Brookline. That's next, a numbers game on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotels at over 20 MGM resorts, properties located on the Strip in Las Vegas and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring 
Exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up now or log on at BetMGM to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you on a Wednesday morning. I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson is here. Brady Cannon is here as well. And Brady, it is a little over a week from the third major. Yeah, what are we, eight days? Eight days. Love till it. So the country club at Brookline. Of course, uh, if you uh, made. If you watch the movie from the early 2000s, The Greatest Game Ever Played, <laughs> the Francis We Met story, of course, took place at this golf course. I always love I always love when these old, the old East Coast courses get involved. When they had the U.S. Open and when they had the U.S. Open in Marion yes. a few years ago, that yeah. was awesome. Which, Justin Rose, your winner. Which, by the way, I was, I was on the East Coast. We actually took a drive up to Marion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to see the to see the course, you can drive right in and see the the old wicker baskets yep. instead of the flags. It is amazing they actually were able to have a U.S. Open there because I don't know how they got the fans in. That place was so tight, right, at Marion. But it really, it's amazing golf course. But in, of well, course, I think uh, what we're going to see next week at the Country Club uh, would be similar yes. in terms of it being a smaller course, a shorter course. You know, obviously an older course, a classic uh, that's been around uh, what since the late 1800s mm-hmm. or so. Um, but uh, the last time we really saw it on a big stage was for the Ryder Cup in 1999. And then prior to that, it was Curtis Strange winning the U.S. Open in 1988. So I've been spending about the last three or four weeks trying to research this uh, this golf course and figure it out, like I did with Southern Hills for the PGA Championship, because we hadn't seen that one in a long time. Uh, but I think you're going to get very traditional, thick U.S. Open rough. You've got very small greens at this golf course. They're pretty well guarded by bunkers. Um, not a ton of water. Uh, you will see dog legs in both directions. There's certainly a couple of drivable par fours, some long par, or excuse me, yeah, drivable par fours as as well as some very long par fours. Uh, I, I believe there's one par five that is over 600 yards, and then one par, uh, par five that's a little bit more traditional in length. So. I think it's going to be a very interesting challenge. And, you know, what we've seen out of some of these shorter courses as of late is they're certainly standing up and providing a good test. It's not like uh, these guys are shooting 22 under par. And and I think we'll probably find that again. Uh, Now, we went to winged foot in 2020. And Bryson DeChambeau won that with six under par, but he won it with a very different style. He tried to overpower the course. He cut corners. He didn't matter. He didn't uh, mind if he found the rough and missed a fairway, and he was able to gouge it out and, and went on to win the U.S. Open. It'll be interesting to see if anybody employs that strategy or if they'll be able to do that at the country club. But I do believe you'll see a, mo- a more traditional approach uh, from just about everybody here. And, and boy, with all this buzz about the Live Tour and everything, I mean, the United States National Championship of Golf is really going to be pretty wild from from a storyline standpoint. Definitely. Just looking through just this course's history real quick for big-time events, of course, the 1999 Ryder Cup, which mm-hmm. is the famous comeback for Team USA to win that Ryder Cup. The last time the U.S. Open was here, 1988. Six under par was the winning score in 1988. Curtis Strange defeated Nick Faldo. I think he went playoff. to a playoff with Faldo. In a playoff, yep. Mm-hmm. They had the 
play the whole uh, the whole 18. I, I right. missed that. I wish they still had that, but I know. Yeah, they don't do that they anymore. Do that I think anymore. it's a two-hole aggregate, which that is kind of right. uh, just two holes. Yeah. But uh, you would think that that would be extended. Pretty easy to tie after two holes, I would think. Definitely. By the way, the, la- the last big event here was actually 2013, the U.S. Amateur. Yes, and won guess by who won that? Matthew Fitzpatrick. Matthew Fitzpatrick. And I'm seeing him in the neighborhood of 40 to 1 to win this week. And... I am not on him yet, and I don't think I will be because of the fact that he won in 2013. I think there's a chance that he'll be a very popular bet. Um, I did bet him this week. Sometimes I kind of like to bet a guy the week before he has expectations. Next week, he is going to have expectations because of his prior success at the country club. This week, maybe he's kind of thinking about next week and he's taking it easy. He's not feeling a lot of pressure. He was very disappointed with himself for how he finished up the PGA championship. You know, he had a chance to win that thing on Sunday down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I think this could be a good spot for him this week. I doubt if I'll be on him next week. Yeah, that looking back at that PGA championship, and by the way, just one more time again for everyone, the new schedule is though is so good. Yes. It is so much better than the old schedule where it's awesome. And, where and you just get everything within a month one month, one month, one month, one month. You're not waiting anymore. And, and you know, kind of as opposed to baseball, the PGA tour has absolutely succumbed to the football schedule, realizing smartly. That, absolutely. And they, they've only accelerated their own sport. We we've got basically I mean, obviously we have the hockey playoffs and the NBA playoffs. That's gonna go away here pretty soon. Uh, and, and you're going to be left with basically baseball and golf. And golf, I believe, you know, the live tour has helped the conversation certainly, but even without that the change to the schedule that the PGA Tour implemented a few seasons ago, um, I think, has absolutely benefited them in a in a huge way. Well, a hundred percent, and just just a better schedule. Oh yeah, just I mean, you've a got a big. Schedule. You really, obviously, you have a major every five weeks or so, but in between that, every couple of weeks, you have a World Golf Championship, or you have a big boy tournament like the Memorial Riviera, the Players Championship, and then you know pretty soon when we get into early August, uh, you're going to have the FedEx Cup playoffs, uh, and then the Tour Championship ends the season right before or basically about the same time that football begins. They've done a nice job with it. What have you played so far, U.S. Open-wise? I have four plays, and I was on with Gil here last week, mm-hmm. and I mentioned Tony Finau. Sometimes that name sends shutters, you know, through people. Uh, but I did bet Tony Finau. Gil Hance has been a popular name, uh, certainly the last two majors, uh, this one and the PGA Championship. He's kind of become the renovation doctor. When a course needs to be renovated, they bring in Gil Hance, and he's done a terrific job. He did that with the uh, with uh, Southern Hills where they held the PGA championship. And he's also done it for a lot of other courses. Uh, He did it for winged foot, the site of the 2020 U S open. And he also performed a renovation here at the country club. So I went back and looked at how some of these guys have performed on Gil Hans renovation, renovated courses. Tony Finau has done very, very well. And he's also been in pretty darn good form. A lot of people like him this week in Canada. I did not play him this week. He finished second in Mexico to John Rahm. He was fourth a couple of weeks ago at Colonial. So Tony Finau, I grabbed at 55 to one. Daniel Berger, I took a shot with at 75 to one. I had Daniel Berger at the PGA. I've, I've bet Daniel Berger 
at least three or four times probably this season. It has not come through yet. He was really suffering with some nagging injuries. And what he did last week at the Memorial told me that maybe he is past his health issues because I think he finished top 10. I want to say he was like sixth or something like that uh, last week at Jack's place. And that's no cupcake golf course either. Uh, very difficult golf course. So Daniel Berger at 75 to one, if he's past the uh, nagging injuries, I think that's a great number on him. Max Homa, who I know finished sixth last week at the Memorial. I took him at 80 to one, as did Matt Humans. I've seen his price chopped much lower than 80 to one since I grabbed that. This guy won. He, he's won the Wells Fargo in the past. He won the Wells Fargo this year at a different course, TPC Potomac, which I do think will translate to the country club at Brookline. He's won at Riviera. He's won at some very difficult golf courses. I think this guy is really ready to become a major champion. Uh, Max Homa at 80 to one. And then on Friday night, before they went into the weekend, I took a shot with Billy Horschel and I got him at 150 to one. Now, since he won the Memorial, his price has been chopped and he's another guy kind of like Max Homa, a little bit older, a little bit more of a grizzled veteran, but he's won some very big boy golf tournaments, including this one most recently, the Memorial. And I don't know if he's going to win a major championship, but I certainly like the number at 150. I think he has a better shot than that. Well, now I'm I'm seeing 66 to one. I yeah. mean, he'd just been chopped completely he's based off that performance. He's still around I believe, at Circa, yeah. which is probably a pretty fair price, maybe 80. Uh, but I certainly thought I was getting some value with 150. Well, you're again that you're going to be beating it by about. $60 when it's all said. And it doesn't mean he's going to win, right. but it probably it, means that I've made a decent bet. It means you at least have something in your pocket that you're beating the, beating the closing line value on it. Again, as we know. We'll see. May not be. It will more times Four guys in pocket currently. Probably will add four more, I'm thinking. Okay. And you'll do that throughout this weekend and the beginning of next week. Exactly. Okay, there you go. Brady, thank you as always. You bet. Always good to have Nothing Brady. Nothing like Cannon. Wednesdays uh, on a numbers game. You know it. He's Brady Cannon. For Ben Wilson, I'm Jeff Parles. This has been a numbers game here on Visa and the Lombardi Line is next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.